date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. So we just recorded this whole episode and then deleted it. It was awful. So we're starting over again. Hi, episode 37. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, we both have to say we're a little triggered. <laughs> yeah. This is the science that it's not love. That's not love. Yes. And so much of this are, are, are abusive behaviors. Yes. And it's unfortunate that so many of us don't really recognize these behaviors or we do and we're triggered and it keeps us from getting into the right kind of relationship. Or we think we can fix the person. I can't tell you how many sessions I've had and mostly women. I've only had one man in the last four years come up with this, but mostly women who call and tell me all the abusive things that are happening to them, expecting me to come up with some magic spell to fix their man. Mm. And it's like, no, honey, you can't fix this, you know? And You know, they're like, what do I do? I'm like, you leave, which is, you, you know, we have to, we're going to talk about this a little later, is way harder than it sounds yeah, when it you're attached hard. to somebody and when you've been in the relationship. But we want everyone to know the signs because it starts out little. Yeah, it starts abuse. out small, subtle. Yes. The, um, you know, let's, let me just start with the abuse cycle right yes, now. Yes, yes, that's one, perfect. And there are a lot of, well, let me just back up before we do the abuse cycle. I want to tell a little bit of a story about how I came to understand a little more of what was going on with me. And it was just a, like a, a month and a half after my divorce. And it, he'd come out in the public and it was, anyway, it was everywhere. And I had this weekend that I call, I had 12 hours of friend therapy. I had three friends that spent time with me and Which they all had, and, they, and it was so supportive. It was so great. And that is one of the things that you need to help you if you're in a, in a str- struggling in a relationship where there's power over you being exerted. Anyway, one of my friends said this to me. She said, think about this. In the preexistence, according to the doctrine that we understand, yes. Satan came out and said he had a plan, right? Yes. His plan was that he was going to make sure everybody came back. So he was going to control the whole thing, and yes. he wanted all the glory. Take away our agency right. and all the glory. And he was wanted his. to have yes. complete control. Yes, the ultimate and, narcissist. And here's the thing here's the thing that blew my mind that she said, which was he didn't actually have a plan. Yeah. He was just lying to see who would follow him. He is the father of all lies. Yes. So there are commonalities mm-hmm. when there's abuse. Now you can find, you can have, be um, with someone who hasn't done their healing work and they may not be an abusive person, but they, they have abusive characteristics because they're yes. about control. Yes. So there's, there's a difference between someone who's a chronic, you know, who's a straight up super aggressive personality and all they want is power and control. And that's right. all they'll ever be satisfied with. And someone who has been taught that either yes, learned behavior, learned from behaviors, their mom or their dad, right? Yes. Or yes. they have not felt like they've had control in their life, so they reach out and they try and get control yes. of other people. Yes, but that's very it's typical. a it's not a good thing, and you want to know what to look for. Um, but it all comes with control, lies, or deception. Yes, um, and wanting to have power over another person. Um, 
And that's the adversary system. And then Heavenly Father's system, of course, is agency, freedom, love. Yes. Supporting light. you, yes. light, supporting you and who you really are. And respect. And, and yes. respect Every, and all of that. Everything Jesus taught us. Right. And so in the, in the um, control system, in the adversary system, when we're talking about... Um, a lot of people talk about narcissistic personality. There's there's a spectrum of narcissism yes. that people can have. It's basically real selfishness. And as Elder Bednar says, all sin is based in pride. And that's a very selfish thing, being prideful. Um, and there's many different levels of it. But... Um, I and there's different levels of narcissism. So you just oh, have sure. to be aware. And, and if somebody's an addict, according to... Um, the Human Magnet Syndrome, which is a book by um, Rosenberg, Ross Rosenberg, um, who's a therapist, um, he talks about um, that if you are an addict, like if someone's a porn has had a porn addiction or alcohol or drugs or whatever, um, they can look like a narcissist. Yes, and that you know they're selfish and they start to if they were not that way before their addiction, then they're not a true that's not their personality but it's the it's the addiction that's speaking so right. either way you don't you want to steer clear of this so what are the signs what are the things you need to look for of the things that are not love yes well and we're just going to say anything that isn't light <laughs> and from heavenly father right. is not and love but we need to specify because people need to know the signs yes and i and people need to not ignore the signs this goes back to me saying because I, I i when i coach people i always ask do you want a healthy relationship and everybody goes well of course but it's interesting what people put up with and try to fix yeah, just like your and example in the beginning. Yes, it's like... They're what, trying to what, fix somebody else. What can I do? Because finding love is hard, you know, and people want to hang on to it, especially if they've gotten attached. Because like we said, this starts out small. So while it's starting out small and little, we're getting attached to this person. Right, and that's part and of the, yes. the abuse cycle yes. is those small things. Mm -hmm. And the, the first part is the grooming, Yes, um, which is that they're attentive, kind, helpful, understanding, giving, uh, apologetic. Um, they're just, they're, they're generous. They're, yes. they're getting you hooked in, getting you to believe their narrative, that they're a mm -hmm. good person and that they really care about you and they really love you. This can be very, very deceptive. And this is one of the reasons why, and we'll talk more about, um, about the timing of why you need to take some time yes, we're before, talk and we'll talk about that in just yes. a minute. But, but then, this is interesting. I had a client, sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Um, I had a client who told me it was her second ex-husband who she just gone through her second divorce and she was in shame. She was in, she felt stupid, all this stuff, which you can't go there. Um, but she said, when we were dating, I could not find anything wrong with him. Okay, that in and of itself is a red flag because there's good and bad in everyone. Yeah, and that you means have they're not see, being authentic. They're not being honest. You have to see the bad in people. There's bad stuff about me. There's things I need to work on. And let's, maybe not know, bad, but no, weaknesses. Yes, yes, there's weaknesses and shortcomings that I have that I need to work on. So if I'm being my authentic self, someone is going to see those and they're going to have to decide, can I handle that or can I not handle that? Right. Is that going to mesh with my, you know, with my demons, with my baggage, with my, you know, some of my shortcomings, you know, and that's something you have to decide. So that's something you need to definitely find out. So these really charming people that you can't find anything wrong with, no, they are not perfect. 
there's something there's, wrong that there. Is a red flag. Yeah, and you should be, and your gut should be going off, and you need to be listening to that. We'll talk about that more in a minute. So the second step, besides the grooming, is the tension. Then there gets the. It can be irritability, frustration. There might be um, resentment. There's there's things coming up that that's uncomfortable, and you're you're trying to figure out what's going on, and then the action. So grooming, tension, action, and that's where they actually start doing some of these abusive behaviors, yes. manipulating, lying, maybe acting out in some way. In anger, snapping, yeah. name-calling. Yeah, or you see, and you can see this not just the way they treat you, but you can see this in the way they treat others or animals. Yes. Take that as a red flag. Yes. If that person, you know, gets into that place of well, acting you know, out. They talk about that if they can't be good to the wait staff or the valet or right. whatever. Eventually that behavior is going to come around to you. That yes. is not special to the help. No. That is that is their behavior and it will eventually come around to you. Yes, it will. And then, then the last stage is the denial, the gaslighting, minimizing, victim blaming, which is what we're going to talk about some of the signs. Yes. So um, where they where they start, you know, they deny and they put it on you. Yes, they turn things they around. They turn so things around. So you're and, yeah. yes. So so the, some of the some of the um, the signs are they're they're blaming you. It's called blame shifting. Like they may deny that they've done something um, in a small way and then they figure out a way to put it on you and you feel guilty you don't want to make them feel bad I mean in the dating situation there's so much where we, we just don't know and we're trying to put our best foot forward right? right so we're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt but they can start to put things on us and that's blame shifting like they're the one that that should be we should be focusing on, but they want to focus on you and your problems, right, because, your weaknesses. Yes, you shouldn't be so sensitive, and you're right. overreacting. And, right, and a normal person wouldn't behave that way. You're and, emotional. Yes. You're, you know, calm down, stop freaking out. You're crazy. Or yes. one of the ones that's kind of burns me a lot is just joking I'm just joking you, you don't have a sense of humor and that is not okay if they've said something that's demeaning and that's disrespectful and they just go oh, I'm just joking they can't pass it off you know let me look it up really quick Jeffrey R. Holland has a quote about that and don't we love Jeffrey R. Holland we do okay ready yes in a dating and courtship relationship I would not have you spend five minutes with someone who belittles you one who is constantly critical of you one who is cruel at your expense and may even call it humor Life is tough enough without the person who is supposed to love you leading the assault on your self-esteem, your sense of dignity, your confidence, and your joy. In this person's care, you deserve to feel physically safe and emotionally secure. Yes. Now, I want to say, that is such a great quote. I want to say that some people don't even know what it feels like to feel safe and secure. Right. And so sometimes you will be drawn to someone who's going to reenact you yes. know that paradigm that you've had maybe you had it since you were a child there's there's unfinished business we talk about yes. that that if you're you have unfinished business it's going to play out in your relationships well i did that my mother was mentally ill and guess what all those mentally ill patterns in my husband were very familiar and comfortable and you and, don't see it. And you don't see it because my whole life I didn't know anything different than this abusive situation. You know, my and we could write it off and say um, she couldn't help it, but it was still an abusive situation that I became comfortable with. That was my normal. Right. So I just got right into a relationship with my husband at 18 years old. And, you know, I just repeated the cycle. Yeah. It's very common. I um, And the thing is, if you don't, 
take care of your, your stuff. Now, I'm not saying, Sharon, that you caused any of the abuse. You didn't. It was all on him. Right. If he did things that were not kind to you, then that's all on him. However, what we're talking about is empowering ourselves yes. so that it doesn't happen again. So what you can do is strengthen yourself and take care of those, heal those wounds from your childhood right, right. or from and, and, previous and, you know, relationships. And I've educated myself now to know, yes. you know, what I'm comfortable because after my husband passed away, I got into another relationship because this man was different. He was funner than my husband. He was funnier. He treated me a little bit different. There were personality things, but guess what? Abuse. Yes. Seriously abusive and all about himself. And if I did something that didn't fit in with you know, what he was thinking about himself, you know, then I was a non-person, I was shut down, I was belittled, and, you know, now I know. Yeah. Now I know. So this is really important for all of us to be aware of, is that it, it, abuse can show up in many different packages. Yes. And if we haven't taken care of whatever it is that may have um, opened us up to that, not that it was our fault in any way, then we can draw to us, even though we think it's a different personality, yes. a different uh -huh. person, and yes. they never do that. Mm -hmm. I have that you can still draw to yourself that same thing if you haven't healed, because it's always the invitation. It will always come as an invitation for you to take care of your stuff, yes. for you to do your work, for you to heal your trauma, for you to take care of that. We can't just, it, it, it doesn't work well for us to just ignore it. Right. We have to heal it. Um, I remember I had a client years ago that um, she had been in three marriages and the one was the first one was emotionally abusive then physically abusive then the third one was sexually abusive yes, and you would think you would being think the different types of abuse would be uncomfortable or something to her but it wasn't well she she uh, the thing is she tried i mean but uh, people don't realize that you have to go in and do some deep healing work to change this in yourself so that you are strengthened and become the whole person yes. that you bring to the table and you bring somebody new. Well, just have enough self-esteem. A new kind of person uh, Have enough self-esteem to, to put out some boundaries. Sometimes sometimes the red flags are pink flags. Sometimes all you got to do is get some clarification and, and set a boundary. It's yeah. like, you know what? Is that really what you meant? Because I don't respond That's to this. That's a really good point. I don't respond to this kind of behavior. And and, and um, there might be an apology and change behavior, and it's pink flag. We're going to call, you know, when it turns yeah. into a white flag, um, you know. And make sure you do you know. this over time. Yes. Because trust is built over time. Yes. That's why we talk about doing, you You were going to talk about, Sharon, about how come it's so important to date for a long, longer period yes. of time. Yes. Talk about the science of that, the research you've so, done. Yes, because, you know, I love, I'm a nerd, <laughs> because, you know, I love science and research. And most everything I talk about, I will specify if it's speculation or my opinion, because I do like to back things up with science and research. But there is an eight to nine month period that a narcissist or somebody who is engaging in seriously bad behavior, whatever their issue is, they can't behave themselves past an eight or nine month period. So it's our culture in the LDS community to find the one very quickly. You know, oh, we had this beautiful connection right off and we met and married in two months, in three months, in four months. No, don't do it. And especially if you're uncomfortable and that gut of yours is, or the spirit, you know, sometimes it's a gut feeling, sometimes it really is the spirit. If something is telling you things are off, take more time. Don't let a person rush you into something that you're not comfortable with. But time will tell. And if you can make it to that eight or nine month point, 
That will give you a lot more information. It's going to give you a lot more information. And we want to do our homework. And I, I use this example all the time. When we go to buy a house, what do we do? We do our due diligence, right? We yeah. call the inspector. Yeah. We look. We look at the vent work. We look at the pipes. We look at everything we possibly can because we don't want to buy a lemon. We don't want to be doing repairs. We That's don't want right. to be fixing it up. So much right. Now, I want to say something. Okay. I want to say something. I'm going to interrupt you. We don't want it to. We don't want to buy a lemon. No. And some of you out there are going, oh, but he's or she's such a beautiful, such a great guy. I don't yes. want to. I don't want to be the one to call them out on this. I don't want to. I don't want to be the bad guy and right. make them look bad and make right. them feel but, bad. But I mean, if we do know and we marry them anyways, that's kind of on us. But that seriously, we, we do our due diligence to buy a house or even kick tires. How many times, you know, women might not do this as much, but what are women looking at? Oh, it has seats for all my children. Ooh, and they're leather and it smells good and it's pretty. And, and we, we go through the car that way and men are looking under the hood and kicking tires. But we get in a relationship and we're like, woohoo, I'm not alone anymore. And we don't do our due diligence. We don't kick the tires and look under the hood. No, and we're not looking at the pipes and we're not, you know, and it's like, yeah, you can see this is a beautiful home, but is it going to collapse? Okay, I have to say something here that I know some people are going to disagree with me on, but I really believe, so dating is a gathering period, right? You're gathering gathering, information. Yes, Yes, for sure. And it's, some of it's your gut feelings, some of it's the spirit from internal, some of it's external, some of it maybe what other people are saying, some of what you see, what you experience with the person. So I... I'm one that is a proponent of talking to the ex-spouse. Okay. Now, I understand that if you're you're with someone and you're like, oh, no, because they're going to be negative about that person. Right. Well, if you have confidence in yourself, if you are following the spirit, if you feel prompted, maybe you feel like you shouldn't, but I would absolutely think about this possibility talk to the ex-spouse because I have heard of multiple situations, people I know who, if they had talked to the ex-spouse, they would have gotten a different story. Yes. And then you can start saying, well, now, is that a true story? What's true? And you start to understand more. I mean, talk to family members, maybe talk to kids, Yes. you know, um, and just get a sense of what the relationship is like, what their relationship is like with their dad, with their mom, with their kids, you know, do they have friends? Somebody with no friends, narcissists do not have friends because they kind of push everybody away. Nobody is up to their expectations, you know? Yeah. And I think they lose friends really fast. You know, this is part of doing your research. This is part of kicking the tires. Yes, yes. Um, Be smart and at least be open to this possibility. And you may be in a relationship where like, oh, no, I know this is a good person. I know they're a really good person. I felt it from the beginning. Do it anyway. Yes. Because they, the, the people who are really good at this manipulation stuff are Are really really good. good. And there's very smart, very talented, very capable women like moi and you (laughs) who have gotten themselves involved in this kind of stuff. Um, and when we were married, both of us in our marriages have dealt with this, this kind of, um, stuff. Okay. Back to some of the signs. Yes. They, um, they deny that they've done anything wrong. There's yes. no ownership or there's some ownership, and, but not all. Now, see, in the grooming period, they're going to be, they're going to look really good oh, in yeah. all of these areas. Oh, yeah. In the grooming period, you're not, you may not see any of this. Um, okay. My favorite is the apology and the 
behavior never changes. So that's that's a big red flag. I think a lot of people get sucked into that. Well, he apologized. You know, it's like, no, did the behavior change? No, this is a pattern. Most bad behavior is in a pattern, and that's something that you should be watching for. Yeah, absolutely. If they say one thing and do another, that is a huge red flag in any way. They say one thing and do another. Now, if it's one time and it's like, oh, and there's something, that's fine. Right. But if you see it on a regular basis or something that's pretty important or your gut starts firing, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, important. Okay. They trivialize anything about you. Yes. Minimize Mm -hmm. what you do or, you know, kind of down, you know, dismiss you, um, um, or they minimize their own um, bad actions. Yes. Like, well, that wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Why are you being so sensitive about yeah. that? Yeah. Those kinds of things. Um, stonewalling. They say they're going to do one thing and they don't ever do it. Yeah. They hook you in and make you believe that. There's something in the sex addiction world that's called DARVO. And that's DARVO is an acronym for deny attack, revert, reverse victim oppressor. Ah. So they deny that they've done it, they attack you, and they make you the persecutor, yes. make you the oppressor, and they become the victim. Now, there's there are victim abusers out there that take the victim stance. So um, that that uh, if anybody's taking a victim stance, that's not a healthy. Yeah, person. get out of there. Get yeah. out. Just say goodbye. Okay, um, that would be blaming. And making excuses. Yeah. So if you're dating someone and they keep, you know, um, talking about their ex in such a negative way, to me that's a red flag. That is. Or that that's a lot of a lot of forgiveness needs to happen and healing work and things. That yeah. If, if they're not even in a good place to date, let yeah. alone talk about marriage yeah. or anything and like whatever that. Whatever that's about, if they're blaming other people and they're blaming you or blaming something well, else, an apology other than- should never come with an excuse. Have you noticed that? Oh, I've just been in a really bad place. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, but... I, you is know, that if, a if real you, if apology? You've gotten got an, an, an I'm sorry, but that isn't a real apology because they are not taking ownership right. of what they're doing. Right. So those are some of the signs. Um, what can you do about it? Now, there, I just want to say this is a huge, huge topic. It is. There's so much involved in this topic. If you find yourself in a situation where you're concerned, um, follow your gut, trust yourself. Um, we, the thing about becoming a victim of this kind of manipulation and control is that these abusers are really good at it. And, and the thing is, you've got to understand that we're living in a, a world where predators can hide yes. very easily. Well, they've done this before. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times. They've done it before lots of times. And yeah. they've gotten really good at it. Yeah. And so they'll figure out what your weaknesses are and mm-hmm. figure out how to use them against you. They will... Um, they will get you off kilter and then give kind of a one-two punch yes, and then throw you. something yes. confusing. Um, they will, we are, we are all believe that 
because we've been told this, that if there's an abuser, then they've had problems in their childhood, they've been traumatized, they're, they're afraid, they're in pain, something like that. And so there, so we so can, we should have sympathy, we should have sympathy for no. them. We should be, oh, I'm going to, you know, take care of this person or no, we have them. No, it doesn't diminish how you no, are No, the truth is that there are aggressive behaviors out there that, that, that none of that is playing into it. Yes. They just are aggressive. They're just out to win. And they want it. It's a power over play. Yes. If you are finding yourself in a relationship where you are feeling powerless, you're not feeling so good about yourself. Or it's you're confusing. feeling guilty, right? Or confusing. Yeah, um, you're confused about your life or about your relationship with them. Those are things you need to start wondering why. Yes, you need to start asking why. Um, there, if there's like, if there's no. And the thing about your gut, as I was talking about it a minute ago, is if there, it's really hard if there's no objective evidence of yes. what you're what yes. you're feeling. Yes. I am telling you from my own personal experience and from the many clients I've worked with, trust your gut. If yes. you can't see anything objectively that supports what you're feeling, it's okay. You need to trust your gut, and you need to find a way to move towards what your gut feeling is telling you. Yes. So that and, and is maybe one that's of the just, ways. You know, that, like you we know, talked about, just more time to get more information. Yeah, it might you need know? more information. One of the one of the signs that we didn't talk about, which I realize here as we're talking, is gaslighting. Now, yes. gaslighting is when they present false information to alter your perception of yourself. They want to create self doubt in you. Yes. So. And gaslighting is a term that that's um, is named after a movie back in the early um, 20th century. I think it was 37, 38, something like that. It was called Gaslight. And it was about a husband and a wife, and the wife had all these jewels, and the husband wanted to make her look like she was crazy or make her feel like she was crazy so he could have her committed to an insane asylum and then take her jewels. And so what he did would he, they had gas lights and he would make them flicker just a little bit. So it was barely, you could barely see it. And she kept saying, the lights are flicking. He's like, no, there's nothing wrong. So he was creating a misperception and she started to feel like she was going crazy. Yeah. So here's another thing too, which I've talked about um, before in the past, if it's really um, unhelpful and wrong to just label someone as crazy, right? She there's calling a woman particularly crazy and um, you know just all these terms. She may be in trauma, and it may be because of like if I was dating a guy and he calls his ex crazy all the time and says she does all these crazy things and she just is overreacting right. all this stuff, right. I have to look at him and go, "And what was your part in that? Right? Why is she crazy? She could be reacting to the trauma that she had with him. Right. So, so you just have to be really careful about that. Um, so trust yourself, trust your gut, set boundaries. Yes. Yes, Don't. this is, you need to learn how to set boundaries. People, we were talking about the appeasers. Yeah. Um, we were talking yeah. about the fight, flight, freezer appease. And I actually know some appeasers and they're not happy people. They no. really don't like themselves because, you know, you, you start appeasing because you don't want to fight. And so you start brushing stuff under the rug and going, okay, I don't want to buy, I don't want to fight about this You lose this today. your sense of self yes, too. You, because you just become that all the time with everything. Which you is You start dangerous. doing that with your, your significant other. You're going to start doing that with your children. You're going to start doing that with your parents. You're just, oh, yeah. and, and I, I don't know, I know several and I don't know one that's really happy. 
that's no, really happy with themselves. It's, it's not a good thing. Um, so yeah. set boundaries. Take responsibility for only your life. You are not responsible for anyone else's happiness or life. And if someone is trying to make you feel like you're responsible for them, they're maybe even very subtly creating guilt in you, wake up yes, and set some boundaries. Um, the other thing is to disengage. Um, you may have to just walk away. Yeah, which I just, it's hard. Walking away is hard because that's always my advice to these women who call me is like, you need to walk away. But when you've been with somebody nine, 10 a year, you know, 10 months a year, it's really hard because you just get so attached that walking away seems impossible. And this is where I like the friend group thing. <laughs> you know, if you break up with somebody, you need a breakup crew that helps you not go back to them. Yeah. You know, we, um, that's a good idea. If, if you've heard about the love chemicals, our dopamine will ignore red flags and go back to somebody because literally it makes us feel addicted. This is why breaking up is so hard. And but you need to be really diligent with yourself and step back and do the hard thing because um, because staying in it, it's never going to get better. No, no. And, and people finally realize that, you know, after the damage has been done, you know, after you make really bad decisions about yourself, after you feel stupid for staying in the relationship, after you blame yourself and have all these negative emotions about yourself. And then it's like, okay, let's put myself out in the dating world, <laughs> you know? <laughs> A really broken, beat down, beaten down person, you know? It's just not, it's it's not, not a gonna, good situation. No, it's situation. not a good situation. Okay, I think that's most of what we wanted to talk about, about. And those are some of the signs. I'm sure there's a lot. But the number one thing is, is heal yourself. Do, do, the, do the hard work to strengthen yourself so yes. that you you um so that those kinds of people are repelled from you and not drawn to you we're going to do more of that next week about what does that entail yes you know what can you do to strengthen yourself so that this to, to heal from um you know an abusive situation yeah yes so and but Sharon this is February 27th yes 2023 2023 just and for future listeners and we have a Free class. free yes. class tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Uh, if you are not on Tuesday our face- night, yeah, February twenty eighth, not on our Facebook page. Date to your potential. A, a dating, dating discussion. discussion join page. yes. Join in. Um, also, I had advertised it in my speed dating group. I think okay. I called it LDS Speed Dating and Activity Group. I think um, I'm like I haven't been on for a minute, but it is advertised in there. The Zoom link will be plastered everywhere tomorrow. Yeah, but you so have to be tomorrow in, night, February twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. You have to be in the group to join in. We have several people already joined in. Seven o'clock Mountain Time. Yes, and we're going to talk about things that are holding you back. Yeah, what's holding are, you back? And you're going to get some coaching. You're going to get some um, ideas, instruction. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that so you can. And it's me help. and Peggy live, and so we'll do a little. Q&A. Um, yeah. So join in that. Also, can we talk about Peggy's? <laughs> Peggy's got a group session coming up. If April. you've ever, and yes, April, if you've ever wanted to try the guided meditation that Peggy does, I'm going to tell you it's magic. Um, <laughs> that was the first time I did it was in a group situation in a group setting. It's very safe. Um, it's a good way to get to know the program and to do some work. 
But it's going to be all through April, and we're going to be advertising that on our page as well. So make sure you join our Facebook page. There's a lot of good information there. Dating to your potential, a discussion. A dating discussion. A dating discussion, yeah. Okay, thanks for joining us, you guys. I know this is kind of a heavy topic. Super, super, super important. We want to bring it into the light and not keep it in the darkness where um, it can continue. So thanks for joining us today. Goodbye. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.